When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Books, a weekly show of recommendations and enthusiasm regarding the week's new book releases. This is episode 441, and today we are talking about some of the best books of December 2023. I'm Liberty Hardy, here with Danica Ellis, and we're coming to you from bookriot.com. Danica, hello! Hello, how are you doing? Oh my goodness, you already know. (laughs) The last couple of days have been bananas! Yeah. So we're recording this on December 1st. We were supposed to record yesterday, but I went to a doctor's appointment that ended up lasting for several hours and then spent two more hours at the pharmacy, so I missed our recording. So then we were supposed to record at 11 today, and my internet went out at 5 minutes of 10. I was like, come on. And I was really surprised it came back because I live on the busiest road on the East Coast. And it's either the internet goes out for like a second, like because it's like a blip, or it goes out for a really long time because someone's taken a pole out, you know, mm. and that happens, you know, every few months. So I was like, and I have everyone's phone number except for yours. So of course oh. I was like texting everybody. I was like, I need to talk to Danica because my internet might be out for a while. But it only lasted for like half an hour. So that was good. Yeah. But then it set me back, of course, because I don't write my notes until the last possible minute because <laughs> a little thing I learned, do tomorrow, do tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, now everything is okay. And, you know, the universe tried to keep us apart, but it didn't work. And also, we were talking a little peek behind the curtain. We were also talking about uh, trying to find books. So December is usually a slow publishing month, but it's become less so. There are more books out in December. But I, I did find some books to recommend today. But first, I DNF'd so many books. I... I it has not happened before. It was yeah, a, it's been a bumpy road to get here. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was that was the case for me too. I read so many books um, that I didn't enjoy that I had to start DNFing books, which I I hate to do. And and you're gonna be like Liberty, what is wrong with you? But I will probably go back and read some of those because I hate starting a book and not finishing it. <laughs> it's a compulsion, but I had to because. You know, there were so many. And so, like, here's the thing. So today I'm going to recommend a few books that I haven't read that I'm really excited about because I read some books, started them, couldn't get into them, read half of a couple and was like, this is really not good. And then I read one that was so bad. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Like, if you paid me, Mm -hmm. like, if I got hired for a job and they said, we want your honest opinion about this book, like, I would tell you if I didn't like it. But my job... I want to find you things that you'll like. So I'm not going to recommend books to you that, you know, I'm not going to say what books I don't like because you might find your way to them on your own and enjoy them. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm just, it's just my opinion of them. Um, 
you know, if you want to slide into my DMs and try to guess which one I really, really, really didn't like. <laughs> that one, that one I completely blame on the editor. There were so many mistakes and it was just so many things needed to be fixed. But um, the other thing is that, you know, there are tons of books coming out, but we have a limited pool because mm-hmm. we're only, there's only so many review copies available to us. You know, not every book that comes out offers a review copy. So, um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm so excited about a lot of books in this month and yet I haven't read one that I like. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also, it seems to be now they're publishing more books in December, but they're really mm-hmm. only a few genres getting published yeah. for the most part. Like, if it's you want a cozy mystery, if you want a romance, if you want yep. a self-help book, like they're those, which, you know, there are great books in those genres, but they're not my go-to genres. So it was a little harder for me to find something that immediately yeah. caught my attention. Well, I mean, I think everyone can sympathize, you know, you get excited about a book and it just doesn't work out or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I, I mean, so many people enjoyed these books that I did not, you know, like when I went mm-hmm. online and looked at them after. So, I mean, it's just me. It's just my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I just got my hands on a copy of my first book. So I am a fast reader, but I'm not that fast. Like I would have had to have <laughs> read it in the last few minutes. <laughs> I'm working on it, but it didn't happen. So we're going to talk some more. But first, we are going to hear from our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Taming Seven is an epic and unforgettable love story in the international best-selling and TikTok phenomenon, The Boys of Tommen series from Chloe Walsh. So Tommen's cheekiest lad, Jared Gibsy Gibson, has always been a comedian, but inside he is haunted by events of the past and he uses humor to cope, hiding his true self from the world. Then you have Claire Biggs, who is the epitome of sunshine. She's always loved Gibsy, her brother's friend and her favorite neighbor. She also has always seen a side to him that no one else seems to notice, and she becomes determined to tame her wild-at-heart childhood best friend. So The Boys of Tommen series is an internationally best-selling YA romance series that has taken TikTok by storm. It's perfect for readers looking for new adult slash crossover romance, dual point of views, friends to lovers, marathon worthy TikTok books, and angsty tearjerkers. Taming Seven is published today and it's the fifth book in the series. So make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. 
Okay, so moving away from books for one second, today is episode 441, and that means the corresponding area code is for Bermuda. That's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to Bermuda? No. I have. Yeah, it's like, it's outside of Montreal, it's the only time I've left the continental United States. And I went with some friends many, 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 many years ago. Um, and it was beautiful, but we went and one of my friends worked on me for like six months to convince me to go parasailing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Right. Well, it turns out there was a giant hurricane coming towards Bermuda that week. And we got there the first day and they were like, we're like, what about the hurricane? They're like, oh no, they, they never hit us. Like they, they Mm. never hit us. And the second day it was really, really windy. And we were like, uh, should we be worried? And they were like, no, it's fine. And then the third day we had a parasailing appointment and they're like, we can't take you parasailing. <laughs> yes. Yes. But then we had to leave a day early because the hurricane came yeah. and it actually caused a ton of destruction. Like for the first time oh. in many decades, which was terrible. Um, the hotel where we were staying, part of the roof fell in. So oh. we were glad that we left, but I'm just going to keep talking. Cause you know, I talk a lot, but I will, I want to tell you this funny story that, um, my my mom doesn't fly and she doesn't think anyone should fly. She's always worried about everything all the time. And so when I was going, uh, she said to my friends, she said, you know, keep her safe. Don't don't do anything dangerous. You know, you know, take good care of her. And they were like, yeah, of course. You know, I mean, I was like 26 at the time, you know, <laughs> and my mom saying this to my friends because she was like, you shouldn't fly, you know, blah, blah. Anyway, so. The second night we're there, my friend's like, surprise, I got us a glass bottom boat tour of the Bermuda Triangle at midnight tonight. (laughs) And I was like, huh, okay. So they take you out on this boat and everyone, it's like dark. Like there's no lights on on the boat. They have Mm -hmm. you out there in the dark, right? Like there's, I mean, they obviously can see, but where you're sitting, you're up like on bleachers almost. And we're going. And as we go further and further out, people start to get really freaked out because you're going out into the Bermuda Triangle in the middle of the night. And one of my companions lost it. She just started crying and she's like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And my other friend leans over and she goes, this is probably what your mom was talking about when she said we should keep you safe, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it was totally fine. They take you out to the middle and they stop the boat and then you go down inside the boat and they turn all the lights on and they shine the light down into the ocean and there wasn't anything scary. Um, you know, I had to explain to my friend's mom, you know, how we lost her at the Bermuda Triangle. But that was fine. Everything else was <laughs> fine. You know, no. It was an amazing experience. And Bermuda was gorgeous. The sand is pink. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it's all like little broken pieces of fossils. And it's pink. Um, and it was a great time. That was a really fun, like, trip down memory lane. I just, <laughs> just you know, <laughs> you know, it. I wonder if people are like, she talks a lot. But, you know. I stay in my house all all day, every day, and talk to my husband and my cats. So, like, when I talk to you, I have so many words to say. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of more words to say, I want to remind you that it is time for TBR. That's right. We are bringing paper back. Whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers or you're on a budget or you want a wider range of recommendations or all of the above, you can now get a paperback subscription from TBR curated just for you by one of our bibliologists. You can also gift it 
which it makes a great gift and the holidays are coming up. So get all the details at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co. All right. So yeah, five sentences about each of my picks. <laughs> uh, my first pick today that I'm so excited to read is Prophet Song by Paul Lynch. This is a dystopia set in Ireland. And if it sounds familiar, it's because it just won the Booker Prize last week. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And I'm going off on a tangent. It's been like, what, five seconds? I'm already going off on a tangent. Um, the other day I was watching a show and this woman was trying to make a point that like when something is called something, it means it's because it is that something. And she's like, yeah, like the Booker Prize is named the Booker Prize because it's about books. And I, and I looked at my husband and I said, it's called the Booker Prize because that's the name of the sponsor. And he's like, how do you do Oh, never mind. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's why it's the Booker Prize. Just a, just a coincidence. If anybody didn't know that, that is where the name came from. Um, so anyway, moving on. Uh, so this is about a woman in Ireland whose husband is a trade unionist. And at this point in time in the future, Ireland now has secret police and they want to question him. And it sounds very bleak, uh, which is my jam. And she's going to have to leave her country if she can, but she won't be able to take everyone. So what's going to happen? Um, so that is... Uh, Prophet Song by Paul Lynch, winner of the 2023 Booker Prize. They actually moved it up. It's out today. Um, it was supposed to come out next week, but they did bump it up a day. So um, I will try and stop saying words. <laughs> I love that you're just vamping because you only have a few sentences to say about each one. <laughs> it's like, true. Coincidentally, I also have a story yeah. about Bermuda. <laughs> Yeah. I'm also in a really good mood. Like, good. as I mentioned, I was at the doctor's all day yesterday and I finally got things going again after like my doctor left the practice and, mm. you know, and, and I'm just I'm feeling relaxed and relieved and just nice. happy. and I'm That's talking good. again. Oh, my goodness. OK, go ahead. <laughs> OK, my first pick is called Good Girls by Lisa Ghazi, translated by Shabnam Nadia. This is categorized as a thriller. It says that on the front cover. I'm not sure that's what I would call it. It is not one that's really easy to categorize. It's a little bit literary fiction and then I guess a little bit thriller, uh, but it doesn't really fit neatly into any of them. This is an exploration of a family that's been under pressure for so long that it is about to explode. This is a short book. It's under 200 pages, and it all takes place over the course of a single day. If you want to pick up a book to kind of add to your Goodreads numbers before the end of the year, this is a good one. It was actually originally published in 2020 under the title Hellfire, but it's been republished with a new title and cover. And in this book, we are introduced to this Bangladeshi family through Lovely, it is her birthday, and she has just turned 40. And for the first time, apparently on a whim, her mother, Farida, says she can go to the market by herself. She's never been allowed to go anywhere by herself her whole life. Lovely and her sister, Beauty, have both basically always been under lock and key, even when they were children and they went to school. Farida would wait outside the school gate the entire day that they were there. 
And while both daughters have had many marriage proposals, Farida didn't consider any of them good enough. So she turned them all down. And now she has her two adult daughters with her. And it's not really certain what their future is as Farida and her husband age. And these two women have just been isolated their whole lives. But neither of the sisters really hate their lives. Beauty bickers with her mother, but she never really disobeys her. She spends her days doing her beauty regimen and rewatching movies. And Lovely would never even bicker with her mother. She has been very obedient. She's fine spending her days visiting with Beauty and obeying her mother and living the same routine over and over. But when Beauty sleeps in and won't come with Lovely to accompany her to the market, she is very surprised that Frida says she can go by herself as long as she's back by 2 p.m. And when she gets outside, she is completely overwhelmed by this sudden freedom and has no idea what to do. But she does have a little voice in her head to guide her. There's a man's voice who just kind of showed up one day in her head and provides constant commentary. And he has his own ideas of how she should spend her day. This is a very internal story. You spend a lot of time in Lovely's head. And then later we get to know the internal lives of Beauty and their parents, including some secrets that have been kept the sisters' whole lives. There's a lot of animosity bubbling beneath the surface of this family. And when their very strict routine is disrupted by this day, everything comes to a head. I was immediately pulled into this book by Lovely's point of view, which is so engrossing. And again, I'm not sure thriller is the right word for this. It's pretty slow paced at the beginning, but the tension just slowly builds over the course of the book. This is an unsettling read that I flew through. I saw one review that said it has a similar feel as we have always lived in the castle, which I think makes sense. It's not... There's a lot that's very different, but I feel like the mood is pretty similar. If you like dysfunctional family stories, pick this one up. I do want to give content warnings for dysfunctional slash abusive families as well as death. And that is Good Girls by Lisa Ghazi, translated by Shabnam Nadia. Okay. Now I'm feeling very put on the spot because I don't really have anything to riff on for my next book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to give you a few sentences. Maybe I should rap do some spoken word poetry maybe i could fit that in books on my shelf taunting me no anyway so my next pick for today is the wildest son by asha lemmy i'm really looking forward to reading this one lemmy is the author of 50 words for rain which was a new york times bestseller and a good morning america book club pick This one is about a young woman named Delphine who is an aspiring writer living in Paris. When something happens, I don't know what it is, just this tragedy, uh, she has to leave her post-war Paris home. She decides she's going to use the opportunity to search for her long-lost father. Uh, She's going to go from Paris to New York to Havana to Key West. And I tell you those places, and now I'm going to give you like one beat to think about those places and who she might think her father is yep Ernest Hemingway she believes I and it doesn't say why I'm guessing somebody told her this that Ernest Hemingway 
is her father and she wants to meet him and get his approval and, you know, learn, you know, writing from him. Uh, so she's going to go on a journey of self-discovery and hopefully find Ernest Hemingway. This is The Wildest Son and it's by Asha Lemmy. All right. My next book is a YA novel called Make Me a Liar by Melissa Landers. This one was pitched as Veronica Mars, but the main character can transfer her consciousness to other people's bodies. And that was definitely enough to hook me. So YA murder mystery. And in this world, two years ago, some people began to be able to head hop, though Tia prefers being called an immersionist. And this means that with the permission of another person, she can inhabit their body. And just like Veronica Mars would have done, Tia uses this to make a little extra cash. So classmates hire her to fight their fights for her or to ask someone to prom or to confront their parents for them. And it's all very hush-hush because A, Tia is supposed to be registered on a government watch list as an immersionist, and she isn't. And B, this job isn't very effective if everybody knows that she's an immersionist and that the people she's inhabiting aren't really the people they look like. It's kind of dependent on, on people not really being aware of what she's doing. Also, Tia is allergic to a long list of foods, and as a perk, she also gets to indulge in the food she craves while inhabiting someone else's body. So part of the payment is that she is going to eat just an enormous amount of food while she's in your body, uh, which I can totally understand why you would use that opportunity to eat a lot of donuts. And then one job makes things much more complicated for her as she's off fighting a bully for a client. Another immersionist helps themselves to her uninhabited body, and then they shoot someone with her body. So it looks like she murdered someone, and now she has to solve the murder to clear her name. And also, whoever the murderer is doesn't want any loose strings, so her life is also in danger. This is a murder mystery where your own body is the weapon, which I think is so interesting. I really think this earns that Veronica Mars comparison. Tia has a distinct, sometimes silly voice, which isn't exactly like Veronica Mars, but it is reminiscent of the kind of language that they use. It also mixes dark subject matter with a pretty light tone. For example, Tia gets the help of her ex-boyfriend on the case, and there is a lot of sexual tension and memories there sharing the page with this murder investigation. Tia is a fun main character. She's smart, driven, and flawed. She's also sometimes petty and impulsive and immature, but not in an over-the-top way, just a very realistic way of being a teenager and also just being human and flawed. And I don't know why I didn't expect this because it is a murder mystery, but there's a lot more detective work happening than I thought. T and her friends are really trying to solve this case. They're interrogating witnesses. They're searching for evidence. There's romance and drama and high stakes. This was a really quick, absorbing read. It feels like it's setting up for a series, but it doesn't say it's a series. So I could be wrong about that, but I feel like it would work as a series. I also think her best friend, Val, who is deeply into astrology, was a standout side character. I would love to see more from her. 
this isn't my usual genre, but it was such a fun read. I do want to give some content warnings for eating disorders and abusive family dynamics in addition to murder and violence, though it's not graphically described. And that is Make Me a Liar by Melissa Landers. Awesome. Adding that one to my list. (laughs) So my next pick for today is one that I know a lot of people are really excited about because uh, I read that the author, A.K. Mulford, is a TikTok sensation. Uh, I don't have a TikTok account, so I can neither confirm nor deny. But um, it's called A River of Golden Bones, Book One of the Golden Court. And it's a fantasy novel for adults. They're calling it a romantasy. And it's about uh, twins, Calla and Briar. Um, They are princesses, but their kingdom was destroyed by a sorceress. And they're actually also wolves, but it's like wolves with a capital W. So I don't know if that means like they're actually wolves, like hairy wolves or what. But um, they've kind of been in like hiding out as humans for a long time uh, and Briar, her Kella's sister, is supposed to be the actual heir, um, and Kella is the backup, as as they tell her. Um, and then uh, Briar is supposed to marry the prince of the kingdom, but lo and behold, here comes that really mean sorceress again to ruin all their wedding plans and put a sleeping spell on Briar. So now Kella goes out into the world. Uh, trying to find out, you know, what she can do to save her sister, uh, who she really is. Um, it's it's another, it's called another, or excuse me, it's called The Journey of Self-Discovery, uh, which is what the last book I mentioned was also called. So apparently I'm really excited to read books about self-discovery this month, um, but it has a really awesome cover and it's book one. So there's going to be more to come. It is A River of Golden Bones, book one of The Golden Court by A.K. Mulford. It's kind of funny that I mentioned DNFing so many books at the beginning of this because I actually did end up reading three books for today's episode, which I don't usually do. <laughs> but I read, I read one, three short but ones. <laughs> it was also yours. So <laughs> well, we can we can discuss it. <laughs> So my third pick that I actually read is The Great British Bump Off by John Allison, Max Saren, Sammy Boras, and Jim Campbell. This is a graphic novel from the same writer-illustrator team as Giant Days, if you know that series. It has a similar quirky, goofy style with expressive and comedic characters. As you can probably guess from the title, this is a murder mystery set at a Great British Bake Off style baking competition, though technically there's not actually a murder. We start off meeting the big cast of baking competition contestants as they practice before the first taping, and one contestant is being a jerk and hogging the tent and just generally being obnoxious and making everybody annoyed. And all of the contestants have this big argument and they scatter to cool off. And then when they return to the tent, they find that the guy who made everyone annoyed is unconscious. He has been poisoned and he is in a coma for the rest of the story. So technically not a murder mystery, but close enough. And because he just made a lot of people angry, there's a lot of motive to go around. 
So our main character, Shauna, she goes to the producers of the show and promises to solve the case herself so that they won't cancel the season, which maybe doesn't make total sense, but that's fine. (laughs) Now she needs to investigate her competitors while she is still trying to compete on the show. This is a little bit satirical. One of the co-hosts is a cat and one of the judges has just returned from the baking wars. I really like Shauna's sidekick characters, including a feisty elderly woman who is helping her. This is a silly over the top comic that makes for a really fun read for fans of the Great British Bake Off and Agatha Christie. And we were just talking before we started recording that, um, Apparently, some people really don't like this, and I don't know why. It has a low Goodreads rating. I thought it was so fun. It's yeah. it's just silly. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> people have really strong opinions about this on, yeah. on Goodreads, because I, I read it. When you posted that you were going to read it, I was like, oh, the Giant Days people, I'm going to read that. And I read it, and I thought it was great fun. But some people do not like it. Um, and I, I kind of wondered because... The author is from the UK and it pokes a lot of fun at, you know, the Great British Bake Off, which is like, you know, everyone loves that show. Um, and so I wondered if it like was the same thing where um, I used to work at a bookstore with a man from England. And one day a customer made a joke about the queen in front of him. And suddenly that was the coldest room I have ever been in. <laughs> and so I was like wondering if like people just don't have a sense of humor because it's just this, you know, loved tradition but i thought it was really funny i um also it has a cat judge i mean come on right right (laughs) weren't you and i the ones who also both read the one with the pig judge for the oh yeah restaurant like the restaurant critic (laughs) (laughs) you and i have a type (laughs) it's true yeah I thought it was really cute, um, yeah. especially when they have two minutes left and the cat folds its tail so that it it's into <laughs> oh, a two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so yeah. silly. It's yeah. it's a very strange comic to be controversial because it's. Well, I mean, like if people don't like time, it, they don't but, like it. But I was yeah. re- like, this is one book that I read where I was really surprised by how many people were like, you know, usually yeah. I read a book and I'm like, why does everyone love this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I was surprised. Um, but I mean, it's it's Goodreads rating has already gone up since I read it, and you know, oh, okay. all the people who love it are, are getting to it. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's so. the Great British Bump Off. If you want to read it yourself, see what you think. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to hear your take on it. Um, but before we do that, we are going to hear from another sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Underlined. Haven't read a Natasha Preston thriller yet? We dare you to try. She's known for her line of chilling young adult suspense novels like The Cellar and The Fear. The New York Times and USA Today bestselling author excels at putting fear into the hearts of her readers. So her newest book titled The Dare is about five friends whose senior prank goes very, very wrong. This is the perfect graduation season read for thriller fans who can handle a good scare. The Dare is now available wherever books are sold. You can learn more about it at getunderlined.com. So again, this young adult thriller is about five friends with a prank that goes wrong. There are dark secrets, a twisty plot, and creepy I know what you did last summer vibes. So if you, you know, it's graduation season, you want to revel in that, but like make it scary. You know what I mean? 
Pick Up the Dare by Natasha Preston. And thanks again to Underline for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Song of the Silks Realms by Judy Eilin. Shi Wei is a talented young musician who was orphaned at a young age. Her sole family is a kindly uncle, but then her uncle is killed, and she is, of course, devastated. With no family and no patron, Shi Wei is facing the possibility of a lifetime of servitude playing the chin. Then one night, she is unexpectedly called to perform for the enigmatic Duke Meng. He surprises Shi Wei further with an irresistible offer. Serve as a musician in residence at his manor for one year, and he'll set her free of her indenture. But the Duke's motives become increased increasingly more sus when he and Shue barely survive an attack by a nightmarish monster. It's like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? So this book is a sweeping epic romanticy that follows a talented young musician who is swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke. And who doesn't want to be swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke? She's living all our dreams, honestly. Make sure to check out the new book. And thanks again to Song of the Six Realms by Judy Eilin for sponsoring this episode. And I say, we'd love to hear your take on that. But before we do that, uh, uh, like you could actually tell us right now. You can't tell us right now, but you can let us know <laughs> later after you hear the show. <laughs> So my last pick for today is actually a twofer. Um, they're paperbacks that were in hardcover and I love them both. And you can now get them this month. Uh, the first being What Moves the Dead by T. Kingfisher. This is the first in the Sworn Soldier series because there is a second book coming out in April, I think. February. Oh, even closer. February called What Feasts at Night. Um, this one is a novella about a retired soldier who returns to their uh, childhood town and at the invitation of uh, childhood friends, the ushers, and they go to the house of usher. This is a retelling. And uh, they find that one of their friends is very sick and they don't know what's happening to them. But as they start to um, root around and look at some of the things going on around their home, uh, they realize like they're, is something bad and possibly supernatural that is making their friends sick. So they're going to see what they can do about that. Um, and the other one out today that is great is Bad Cree by Jessica Johns. And this is a horror novel. It's a debut. It's about a young Cree woman. Um, she starts having all these horrible dreams, like terrible nightmares, except they're so real that when she wakes up, little bits and things from her nightmares are like in her bed. And nobody wants that. So she realizes that in order to get these nightmares to stop, she needs to return to her hometown and her family home uh, and face the death of her sister, um, which seems open and shut, but there might be something else that was going on there. Um, and everywhere that this woman goes, there are crows that follow her. Uh, and unfortunately, when she gets to her family home, the dreams only get more severe. Um, and she thinks that they're trying to tell her something and maybe her family has some secrets they've been keeping from her. So that one is excellent as well. I feel like I read this years and years ago. I can't believe it just came out in January. Um, but this one is out in paperback on December 5th. And the T. Kingfisher is out in paperback on, um, what was it? December 31st, I think is the... December 26th, December 26th. There we go. That's the last Tuesday of the month. 
Um, so that is uh, What Moves the Dead by T. Kingfisher and Bad Cree by Jessica Johns. All right. My last book is Game On by Ceresia Glass. In 2021, I read The Love Con by Ceresia Glass for the podcast, which is a romance that takes place at a TV cosplay competition, and I really enjoyed it. So I was really excited to read this one, but it was one of those sad occurrences where I only got approved for it yesterday. It was too late, (laughs) but it looks really great. This is another nerdy romance, so I'm sure I would love this one, too. It is about Samara, who is a gamer with a large following online, and she uses her skills as a DEIA consultant to critique where video games fall short of equitable access and representation. And when she posts a takedown of the racism and sexism in the game Legends Fall, it leads to a movement of hundreds of female gamers calling out the creator company Artemis Games. And then very unexpectedly, she gets a call from the CEO of Artemis Games offering her a job. And it turns out Aaron, the CEO, has been working to secure certification for Artemis to produce content for disabled gamers. And when he sees the negative press that they're getting, that is definitely not going to help with that goal. So he offers Samara a job to try to fix the problem, which is not the most convenient or comfortable way to begin a working relationship but she does accept the job they both share a goal they're working together and soon they begin to get along a lot better than either of them were expecting this looks like a cute romance with good banter and I always appreciate a nerdy romance with a main character of color because that is pretty uncommon in the nerdy romance subgenre. And since I liked the love con, I'm sure I'll really enjoy this one too. That was a fun, steamy romance with good banter. So I imagine this one will be the same kind of thing. And that is Game On by Ceresia Glass. All right. So those are books coming out in December. Yay. <laughs> um, so I realized that you never get to do the roundup shows. Like, not only do you yeah. not get to do the roundup shows, but you always get stuck with the homework. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you have to read books in December. <laughs> um, so I just thought I would be like, hey, Danica, tell us about a couple of books you loved this year. Tell us about a couple of books that you're excited about next year. Tell us yeah. about like, whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I thought I would talk about... I narrowed it down to four books that I read this year that were published this year that I also didn't talk about on the podcast because I needed to narrow All right. it down. Um, so I'm glad I gave you them, a heads up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to to make it a short list. So one of them is "An Island Princess Starts a Scandal" by Adriana Herrera which is a historical romance. It's sapphic. It takes place in the 1880s in Paris, and it follows Manuela, who is about to enter a marriage of convenience so that she can really live the lifestyle that she is accustomed to, even though she is not interested in the guy she's marrying. Uh, She's a lesbian. And 
when she goes to Paris, this is her last summer and before she gets married and she is determined to make the most of it. She really wants to have this wild summer of freedom. And while she's there, she gets asked by this woman, Cora, to sell a piece of land that she owns. It's an important part of land to complete this railway project. And basically, she decides that she will agree, but only if Cora, who is also queer, gives her a tour of the lesbian nightlife of Paris in 1880s. This is so much fun. It's steamy. It is just really made me think differently about historical romance and what it could be. It is such a fun adventure. I read this on the beach and I loved it. So An Island Princess Starts a Scandal by Adriana Herrera. Highly, highly recommend it. Now I have to go and read everything that she's written. Uh, So that's my first one. And then I also have to shout out Going by Coastal by Dahlia Adler, which is a sliding doors style YA rom-com with a bisexual main character who also over the summer, she has to decide whether she is staying in New York for the summer with her dad where she lives or if she's going to visit her semi-estranged mom in LA over the summer. And the sliding doors aspect is that you end up alternating chapters between these two choices, whichever one she would have made. And in both of them, she has a different love interest. So in New York, she finally gathers up the courage to talk to the girl that she has had a crush on, that she's been admiring from a distance for a long time. And then in LA, she ends up working with a guy and they butt heads and then they eventually start seeing each other. And I loved the format of this. It's kind of like the most bisexual in its formatting (laughs) because, you know, you don't have to make a choice. You get both. You get both cities. You get both love interests. You don't have to pick an arbitrary um, binary. So that's amazing. It also has an incredible cover and it's just so cute. Uh, So that one is Going by Coastal by Dahlia Adler. Loved that. I feel like I can just keep talking forever, but... (laughs) Yeah! Well, tell us us the titles of the other two that you were thinking about. Okay. So A Guest in the Host by Emily Carroll. Emily Carroll has written amazing horror graphic novels. This is the latest, and it's this queer, gothic, very creepy story that, again, was like pretty controversial, I think, when it first got published. It looks like the writing has gone up, uh, but it has a very interesting ending. And this book I finished, and I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I picked it up, and I read it cover to cover again. Um, which I don't think I've ever done before, but I got to the ending and was like, well, I immediately need to reread this whole book. Uh, very thought-provoking. Great. Loved it. 
guest and the host. And then my last one is it technically was published in 2022, but the paperback came out in 2023 and I read it in 2023. And that is The Black Period by Hafiza Augustus Geter. And this is a poet's memoir, which is always amazing, but it's also so much more than that. It's history, it's art criticism, it's about Afrofuturism, it's about disability and being a queer daughter of a Muslim Nigerian immigrant. It's about being Black in America. It kind of traces back all of her personal experiences to the history that underlies it and it's so thought-provoking there's a bunch of art from her father in it and I really need more people to read it because I feel like it would be an amazing book to discuss with a bunch of people there's so much going on it is absolutely beautiful I read this uh, as a judge for the Lambda Literary Awards, and it's the one that won for the nonfiction category because it is incredible and so beautifully written. And that is The Black Period by Hafiza Augustus Geter. Awesome. All great picks. I'm glad that you mentioned a guest in the house because uh, on Instagram recently there was discussion about the hot trend in horror this year were covers that were red, black, and blue. Oh, interesting. And this this morning, I downloaded another horror book that is red, black, and blue. And I was just like, yeah, Mm. now that you've seen it, you can't unsee it. It's everywhere. Um, So thanks for going over those. I just thought, like, Danica needs to, like, tell us about some of these, too. (laughs) I um, appreciate it. Since we make you do the work this month. (laughs) Well, it's it's my punishment because I get the first week, the first Tuesday of the month, and everyone knows that's the best release date. (laughs) So that's my punishment at the end of the year is that I have to do the homework. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate it. And that is it for us this week, book lovers. We talked about books. I did a little freestyle poetry. Um, we t- I talked a lot. See, I'm still talking. Uh, this has just been so much fun. I just, I look forward to recording every week. I was really sad when I thought that my internet was going to go out and yeah. not come back today and we were going to have to do something else like someone else was going to have to fill in for me or something. I was like, no, but it all worked out. Uh, so I forgot to ask you what you're going to read next. Oh, yeah. I am going to read a graphic novel called Squire by Nadia Shamus and Sarah Alfaji. This is a YA fantasy graphic novel about trying to become a squire. And it is written by a or created by a Palestinian American. And it has a kind of Middle East inspired, Palestine inspired setting super interesting and thought-provoking and uh, what are you gonna read next um i just got my hands on the new uh Rufy thorpe which i'm very excited about mm-hmm. um they announced like several weeks ago several months ago that nicole kidman's production company had already bought the rights to this it's called margot's got money troubles i mean it has a great cover it's like a woman laying face down on the couch <laughs> i was like i feel that um so that comes out on june 11th and I finally started a book that I've had since mm, 2017, I think, called The Afterlife of Holly Chase by Cynthia Hand. It's a YA retelling of A Christmas Carol um, about a teenager who's 
a mean girl and the ghosts visit her and say this, this, and this. And she goes, no, <laughs> I'm not going to change. And then she dies. So that's not a spoiler. That's the, that's the plot. Um, and I just, I'm going to try and get in the spirit by uh, <laughs> reading a little Christmassy book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also reading a book about the making of the sixth sense. Uh, of course. <laughs> I, I'm like really, I'm really into memoirs and biographies about celebrities and like TV shows and movies this year. Mm. I just, I've been piling them on. I'm like, I don't even like the sixth sense. I want to read this and find <laughs> out what happens. You know, it's a huge, it was a huge cultural event, oh, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. like nominated for Oscars and like, you know, all this stuff. So, um, you know, it's, I just started it. It's interesting. So that. In fact, is all for today. <laughs> you can find out about TBR and our new paperback subscription by visiting mytbr.co. It only takes a few minutes to sign up for yourself or someone else. That's mytbr.co. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our awesome audio editor, Caitlin Brain. Drop us a line at allthebooks at bookriot.com. Tell us what you think about the great British bump off. You can find us online. Danica, where are you online? uh let's just say the lesbury l-e-s-b-r-a-r-y.com okay and i mostly hang out on instagram at friends and comes alive and if you want to give us a treat you can go to apple podcasts or spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts you can leave a rating or review it helps other book lovers to find us and we appreciate it so much and as much as we would love to tell you about more books today we just don't have the time but you can read about more titles out now in the show notes at bookriot.com slash all the books as well as find a link to our weekly new books newsletter and for more recs or general bookishness check out bookriot.com and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen or just search bookriot on your podcast player of choice and in the meantime happy happy reading. reading